Welcome to another segment of Northwest Passages, the program that features passages from books with a connection to the Pacific Northwest. I'm your host and producer, Douglas Burr, and today we're ending the series of passages from Seattle author Timothy Egan's 2019 book, A Pilgrimage to Eternity, From Canterbury to Rome in Search of Faith. In this segment, the author is at the end of his physical journey to Rome, but there are many remaining questions about his faith and his place in the world. Here's Connie Fur reading this Northwest Passage. At dusk, we're at the Spanish Steps, the best staircase in Italy. The fountain of the half-sinking boat is at the base, the church at the top, and in between is a rise of seats where you can sense the labored pulse of a tired city. We sit until the sky darkens and the mood of Rome pivots, and then move toward music in the piazza nearby. We are enchanted now by a beautiful woman in a black dress with an open umbrella at her feet. She is seated at a piano near a cafe. She has rolled the piano out from somewhere and started to play. Her music fills the square and rivets the crowd, stopping strollers in their tracks. She's that good. People dining alfresco put aside their conversations to listen. We are spellbound as her fingers glide over keys of ebony and ivory. I shiver, for I know now, though I don't say anything, that Margie will soon depart from this earth. She would love the moment in her world music was the highest form of prayer. The miracle I begged for in Léon and dropped into a current of continuous pleading in St. Maurice and attached to my experience with the incorruptible corpse of St. Lucia is not to be. I know the cancer will kill her. I feel her passing, but she will never be stuck like Hadrian, her love in a grave. She is with us now. In mid-morning the next day, we walk on a little path of crushed rock to a Renaissance villa built for Pope Julius III in 1555. It's a fine house, mustard-colored on the outside, with perfect proportions throughout. It went from the hands of the church to the city in the 19th century. They smartly dedicated this home to the original Italians, a museum for the Etruscans. We glide past the funerary objects to a room that holds a married couple behind glass, a masterpiece from 2,600 years ago. It's the only thing I want to see. I first heard about this man and woman years ago when we lived in the Chianti country. The winemaker who lived below us had kicked up a small chipped artifact of some sort from the Etruscan era. It had been buried in the hard dirt where he grew his Sangiovese grapes. To me, the object was full of mystery. To the Chianti farmer, it was a trifle. If you want to know something about these ancients, he said, go to Rome and see the sarcophagus of the spouses. So here we are before a bride and groom in their prime, full-figured and life-sized in painted terracotta, reclining affectionately in the afterlife. Of all the monuments to the dead along the Via Francigena, all the reliquaries and raised tombs and glass crypts, this one is the most exuberant. It represents the Etruscan view of the hereafter. The man embraces his wife. This is what Diderot wanted with his lover, what he could not square with his atheism, to combine myself with you when we are no longer here. The hair is braided, the eyes are almond-shaped. They're radiant, presiding over a banquet in keeping with the Etruscan idea of what follows this life. In a way, it's very much the story of the resurrection. They're both smiling, like the angel in the Cathedral of Rhymes. Here is more of the small proof I need. 
another affirmation of the joyful defiance of linear time. Their love is free of the grave, passed on every time someone like us returns the smile. That was Connie Furr reading from Timothy Egan's Pilgrimage to Rome, published in 2019 by Viking Press. I'm your host and producer, Douglas Furr. Thanks for listening. Northwest Passages is a KSQM Studios production.